Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Cinema Sommelier, where we, of course, taste test movies. I'm Gary T. Moore. And I'm Zachary Wasilewski. And today we are joined by a lovely guest. I'm Haley Edmonds. And today we're going to talk about the 1999 Gary Marshall film, Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride, Gary Marshall's second film that stars Julia Roberts, Richard Gere, and and Hector Elizondo. I don't know how to say his last name. Sorry, Hector. Um, It is a a rom-com. It's a 90s rom-com. It's a very staple. You're going to get probably the same feel from it. But it features Julia Roberts as Maggie Carpenter, who's just a small town girl who runs away as a bride three times um, before the movie even starts. And Richard Gere is Ike Graham, who is a writer for a big time newspaper. I think it's like the it's USA Today, right? USA Today. Okay, that might have been it. So he's a big time writer who gets word of this story, basically trashes Maggie Carpenter by name in this and gets fired and goes to the small town just to prove that she is this monster who runs away and uh, throws guys in the trash when they're supposed to get married. And then the rom-com ensues. I think that's it. I I don't know what else to talk about there. I guess we can go into some details, but um, it is your your run-of-the-mill rom-com. They get to know each other. They fall in love. The end. Does she end up with him? Watch the movie if you Watch haven't. The, we're gonna we're not gonna give you spoilers until like ten seconds from now. So pause alert, it and go on. Pause it right now on this what twenty two <laughs> year old movie, and and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode. I think you know what happens. Just saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're probably right. <laughs> Whatever you're thinking, <laughs> you're right right now. Haley, what did you what did what are your thoughts on this movie? All right, so to me, I'll start with that this movie is a bit nostalgic for me. I mean, obviously it came out in 1999. I didn't see it when it came out. I was too young for that. But I did see it when I was younger, and I've seen it many times since. So it's got a bit of nostalgia feel for me. But putting that aside, I do really like rom-coms. You got the classic duo of Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. Of course. Um, You know, the Silver Fox, obviously. And... um, yeah, I think it's 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 obviously not going to be the best movie you ever see because it is a 90s rom-com. But I think it sets itself apart from a traditional rom-com where you don't have, you know, the guy the guy dating someone else and the girls chasing after him and oh, she's been right in front of his face this whole time and they find love in the end, the end. So it's it sets itself apart a little bit from from that traditional rom-com zone. So I like it. I may be the only one of that opinion. <laughs> I like it. I okay, so I liked certain things about this movie, right? Uh, first off, the cast. Wow, like that cast is 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 all star, fantastic. Uh, Julia Roberts. See, I, I like how you said what the Silver Fox. My Silver Fox is Anderson Cooper, uh, but whatever. Mm. Uh, <laughs> he was not uh, in this movie. He was not. He was not. <laughs> Unfortunately, he a little less attainable for me. I don't know. But. I love the little, the little, like the the small town. You know, uh, Gary Marshall does a lot of those, those small town movies. 
um, kind of thing. Uh, it's shot really gorgeous. Um, I I say that only due to the imagery you see, right? You get the gorgeous, like, Southern Maryland, which is, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, but I think it also juxtaposes directly New York City because you're in New York City and every time it cuts to New York City, there's, like, horns honking and uh, horns honking and, like, and steam and smoke and taxis and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the cast is is great. Uh, like I said, R- Richard Gere, Julie Roberts, uh, freaking the lady who plays Jesse, who's escaping. Joe, Joe Cusack. Joe Cusack is in there. So many great people. And... I just wish I liked it more. <laughs> uh, I, I I do. I agree. I think that for me, like I, I feel like we have probably a, a similar idea about this movie, Gary, but I don't think that it's necessarily the acting that's to blame. It's really just the, the movie in and of itself. I couldn't get into, and I don't want to go into my criticisms of it just now. I, I kind of want to keep the conversation on the movie and it's itself. I thought Julia Roberts really had a lot of like charm and charisma and it's Julia Roberts. She she will always have that. Yes. Um, I think Richard Gere also does a a great job in the movie as well. They both kind of play these slightly unlikable characters. Maybe that's why I couldn't get that into it is because they kind of both play problematic people in their lives. Right. Like Richard Gere is this columnist who's always writing about, he's writing last minute about these stories that are basically like ripping people to shreds right. um, in his columns. And then she plays this person who's just like constantly walking out on guys right before getting married to them and basically breaking their hearts. So it's like they kind of, they have their flaws. They establish them very early. And honestly, they establish them pretty heavily in the first half of the movie. And then it kind of like reaches a tipping point where they start to get to know each other and say like, Oh, you're not, all that bad so like as the audience is figuring out they're not all terrible people they're also figuring that out about each other Um, and that's where the rom-com comes in you start having that relationship growing and establishing and saying like hey like do you even know who you are and like know that you're actually a good person like you just need to do these things and then they go off and they do them and they they improve so there's a lot of character development uh they basically start from rock bottom but they they get to a, a good place by the end I okay. I feel like this movie was thirty minutes too long. Yeah. Um. I it was such a slow burn. I'm just like, when are we doing? Come, can what are we doing? I would also argue that a a lot. If you go back and watch '90s movies, that was kind of the style of '90s movies, though. Of like, it's a long movie, and yes, there was a quicker way to get to the ending, but they add all these like extra t- turns and stuff i don't know i always describe it as like one note kind of like you just feel like you're going at the same note the entire way through the movie which i just i always associate that with all 90s movies i guess i feel like that was popular at the time i get that yeah i mean it, it is kind of the same note which is most of the time to me a terrible thing just because like what <laughs> nothing is nothing is happening like it, you're almost stagnant right one thing that I, I noticed, and it's kind of on both sides, but more so on Richard Gere's side, he was kind of a creepy guy. He's visiting the husbands, her, her almost husbands, and he was he went to the rocker husband, which was the first? 
husband, first husband. Mm -hmm. And like, he's in this like garage or this auto shop or whatever. And like, he's got a picture of her topless and he won't give it to her. I'm like, bro, that's why, first off, why do you have that? That's weird. And like, you're using the picture as bait for information. That's a little, it's a little creepy, bro. Didn't age well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, not, not at all. It was a very outdated scene for sure. Yeah. Um, and then like, it was, it was weird how they put Julia Roberts' character on like this, this scale of everything. They were on one scene or on one half, she was like, oh my God, Julia Roberts' character is perfect. She's gorgeous. She's awesome. Like everyone has the hots for her. Everyone falls into her trap. And then the other half, it's like, she's going to leave you. Like literally that's half the jokes in this movie are about her leaving. Which, I mean, it's called Runaway Bride, so you were, you know, it's understandable. But I'm just like, kind of pick a lane a little bit. That's where I kind of fall out of the movie viewing experience. Because, like, there was a part to me, I'm like, I think movies need to have a a bit of realism to them mm-hmm. to Not be able to hold reality. you in. Right. Like, if you're saying that, if, like, half the people are like, dude, she's just, like, a man eater. Like, she's just going to chew you up, spit you out, like she does this all the time that's who she is she's awful but then the other half are like wanting to be with her i'm like how do you have such a divisive thing if that many people in the town are all talking about how she's just like chewing guys up and spitting them out she's running away every wedding it's like who who's actually wanting to go after julia roberts i mean don't get me wrong it's julia Roberts. roberts i would argue that because i mean her her biggest flaw is that she's a people pleaser and she forms herself into be the perfect woman for each guy that's true so i think that's kind of how she's getting them i mean she's she doesn't seem to be doing it intentionally that's kind of what what her issue is but because she's forming herself into this perfect person for that person maybe it just kind of gets them to ignore that you know everyone telling them she's gonna dump you at the altar they're like, no, she's perfect for me. She's my ideal woman. She knows everything about sports. And, you know, so I think I think she manipulates them like in, unintentionally, I guess. But she manipulates them enough for them to think I'm going to be the one to change her. Yeah, that's fair. It, honestly, it makes me think of like either she's the bad guy if she's doing it somewhat intentionally or just like just doing it over and over again. Like at a certain point you got to figure it out that like, you're the bad like, guy in your story. Back. Absolutely. Right. Um, or like Richard gear, like going back to like the creepy parts of Richard gears character in, in the movie, he also goes to this small town to basically prove that she is who he said that she was. And so in a sense, his role for quite a lot of the movie is just trying to break up the wedding. Yeah. And so it's like he basically just goes out to small town Maryland to break up a wedding in a week. I think I don't know uh, the span of time in this movie seems weird to me. I, I did I did write that in my notes. I'm like this wedding timeline is delirious. <laughs> right. She doesn't have a dress until right by your fourth wedding. You're just movie. gonna do whatever you want. You Why know? not just wear a previous dress at that point? Or do you really need a new one? Like you probably like, still she, have your previous one, She right? kept all the rings. Like she went through, there was a scene where she went through and like, these are all the rings I have. Like you don't have that your- That was shocking to me. You don't have your- You didn't give them back? They right? paid a lot of money for some of those rings. Oh, okay, let's bring this up. As a, as an engaged couple, you guys are, if, if something were, like, what would be your reaction? Let's say, Zach, you get to the altar, and Haley is like, ah, 23 skidoo. 
Like, would you give, <laughs> would you want the ring back? Or like, would you just, because all of her exes seem pretty chill with her, actually. It's weird. Um, would you want the ring back? Haley, would you give the ring back? Like, what is, I, I don't, I don't know what I would do personally. I would, I would definitely give it back. I feel like you, that's a terrible thing to keep it. If, if I think I think I, the first one might be arguable because it was like a rose ring. It didn't look like you know yeah. they were like they looked like they were like nineteen when they were getting married, and it was it looked like a ring she probably already owned, and he just gave it to her and was like, "We're engaged." Yeah, it was a now. weird musician. So, yeah, yeah, that one I I can kind of see keeping, but the next one was like uh, the next two were very nice rings that looked like they were expensive, so. <laughs> You would hope that she would give them back so that they could at least salvage some money from the thousands that they probably lost. I don't think I'd take it. Failed back. weddings. Right. It, if, I, you I, wouldn't sell it? If you have the audacity to like, like, okay, so I don't know how long they had been in a relationship. Granted, she got married to Richard Gere after, uh, I don't know, a week, less than a week. <laughs> um, or supposedly married to Richard Gere, whatever, whatever. I don't think I would. I wouldn't take the ring back. I'm like, look, I gave that to you because I loved you and like all this kind of stuff. I don't want the ring back. Cause what am I going to do with it? Like I could sell it back to Jared's, the gallery of jewelry and maybe get my, <laughs> get my refund or whatever, whatever. But like, I'm not going to give it to another person. Like you keep that. Like right. if you're running away, you're going to keep this small amount of baggage that I gave. You. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, I wouldn't ask for it. I don't know if I would take it or not. Like, I feel like it would be weird taking it back mm-hmm. and be like, no, I, it was a gift. Like, I'm not trying to yeah. take it back. But I, oh, I think no. if like, yeah, if you were to just like hand it to me and be like, it's yours, I I wouldn't question. I would just like, it is what it is. Yeah. Right. Like, it's yours to give back, I guess, at that point, too. But yeah, it's it's weird. It's and like she's just treating them as trophies in that scene she as well, which also trophies, feels weird. Which is like... Real serial killer stuff. It's yeah. If I recall correctly, they're in like a dark room, and she's like, "These are the rings." Like it's very weird. You say dark room. I'm pretty sure it's like a living room. It's like fully bright. Like you're probably putting some some weird vibes there. In retrospect, it's just like here's my rings right here. Like she's Smeagol to all these to all these rings. Were there uh, poor Bob, uh, the, the poor last Bob. the last husband? He found someone. Poor okay. naive Bob. Very naive Bob. Okay, this is where I have an issue, and I talked about this with Zach before. Of like, I feel like the tendency is just to blame Maggie Carpenter, Julie Roberts' character, but I feel like all of the men are also to blame a little bit as well because we, the audience, have known Maggie for like two days. And we can obviously see that she is not right for Bob and that she was not right for any of the guys before that. And so to me, it's also like they didn't seem to be trying to get to know the real her either. They just, especially Bob, I think, kind of just like pushes his stuff onto her and she lets him. So I think there's kind of and and the the guy who went on to become a priest, I don't remember what his name was, um, priest brian brian played it grounded for life which was a fantastic show yeah so if he became a priest afterwards was he really being like she's not being honest with herself when she gets into these relationships she's acting like you know they're perfect woman type thing but is he really being honest with himself either if he 
feels like his true calling is priesthood. He says that in the film that this was his true calling or whatever. So to me, it's kind of like it's a bl- the blame has to be put on both people in the relationship of like they clearly were not trying enough to get to know her or weren't weren't really seeing the real her. And she wasn't trying her best to show them the real her. So to me, it was like both parties should be blamed. Yeah, I I kind of see that, especially with Bob. Like you can see that halfway through the movie when Richard Gere and, and Julia Roberts start to like build that connection. Mm-hmm. You can start seeing Julia Roberts kind of like mooching off of Bob for some of just like she's just going along with the flow. But then Bob also being like, oh, you've got to practice his breathing technique. Like he's just trying to like train her into marrying him. And it's it's just it's very uncomfortable. It is. And I think that's the point. It's the point of that thing is just like these guys are really just trying to make Julia Roberts into who they think that she should be or get her to do what they want her to do. Um, so I agree. I, I think that there is a lot of blame that can still be put on the guys in this scenario. Yeah. No, I mean, 100 percent. Right. Uh, but this is this movie isn't called the, the grooms who were ran away from, right? It's called Runaway right. Bride. So, <laughs> right. So yeah, um, <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. I like that. Uh, no, <laughs> you laugh at your own jokes. <laughs> I did. I did. Because I'm vain. <laughs> One little thing I did like, I guess, if we're if we're if we're still talking about if we like the movie or not. One thing I did like, I I liked the egg thing. Um, uh, yeah. Although, uh, you know, I'll be a little strange. It was like, how do you like your eggs? You know, and everyone's like, da-da-da-da, just like mine. Da-da-da-da, just like mine. I liked it because at the very end of the movie, once again, spoiler alert, she says uh, her favorite eggs are Egg Benedict, right? After Benedict Arnold, who was a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also some delicious eggs. So I can't blame her. I at mean, all. whatever. But, right, right. <laughs> but that scene where she's just like eating eggs, like I like eggs. There was a point in my life where I didn't like eggs, but I like eggs. That was a lot. There was a lot of eggs. It's also it's it's a funny scene because you just see like twelve plates of eggs in front of her. But I'm also like, eggs don't stay hot all that long. No. So if you made that many eggs back to back to back, I'm like, some of those eggs are cold. So you're probably not picking your true favorite. If so she like picked the one that was, the, the eggs Benedict was, <laughs> eggs the only Benedict one that was last, hot. right? <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. I, I. I. Just. It's just weird how this one person has Julie Roberts has this massive effect on this entire small town like everyone and i i understand that that small town life right um i wouldn't have placed it in maryland i would not have said nothing about this movie besides the one scene where they're eating crab tells me maryland right i got more of like a it's almost like a northeastern vibe to be honest with you i i always just felt like it was like small town like midwest like it, it just really reminded me of this like Everybody knows each other. They go to a softball game to like watch softball together. Like, and maybe that's also Maryland. I know Maryland, you guys are big baseball people as well. So like, that's probably something you still do, but it just really like, especially living in the Midwest now, it feels very Midwest small town, but. Yeah. I think also when they're like cutting through cornfields and stuff, it just right. <laughs> makes me think of like Iowa. Yep. True. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Emily. Sh- shout out to the person who recommended this movie is from Iowa. That's so. why she likes it. It right. reminds her of Iowa. But like the thing with that is it's like, yes. Um, but then she says, uh, like, Southern girls cut through the cornfield or whatever. 
Mm. I'm like, I have never, I've never, <laughs> ever considered Maryland as a part of the South. I think she says country. She Maybe says country, she says country. country folk or something like that. She does seem like a country folk. She's just like a small yeah, town do, shop owner. So. She does kind of, they do kind of imply that this is like the South, which I guess if you're from New York City, maybe you might consider it the South, but I would never consider, I would also never consider Maryland no, the South. Like Virginia is the, the, the most Northern part of the South. And then you get into the, in my opinion, I don't know. I'm not a. Yep. Maryland is like mid-Atlantic. Yeah, no, it's literally mid-Atlantic. Like, if you have our nation's government within you, you're not a part of the South. (laughs) So I will say, out of all of the Gary Marshall films that I've seen, this is not the best. Uh, (laughs) Not my favorite either. No. um, Like, I I have a list of them up right now. Like, he did Pretty Woman, which is like a classic movie, right? Uh, But this movie, I... Wasn't wasn't the big, were there any lines that stuck out to you guys? Like I wrote a line down that I'm like, this is brilliant, and I love every second of it. So my favorite, and if you haven't seen the movie, go watch the trailer for this movie because they put it in at the end. It's the best. Uh, my favorite is when the grandma says, "I like his tight butt," <laughs> and then Julia Roberts goes, "Grandma," and she goes, "Well, I do. Well, I do. Okay, okay." I don't know if I have a favorite line. Like to me, the the one that jumps out to me as like the most memorable is like the always a bride, never a bridesmaid. And I think it's just a very clever twist of the phrase that everyone says, like always a bridesmaid is never a bride. Um, and this just kind of like spins that back around for Julia Roberts character. So that's the one that stands out to me the best. Not necessarily. That's a great line. I just thought it was a creative okay. flip. Okay. Um, mine is, and I believe it's also the grandma. She said, innocent girls are terrified of the one-eyed snake. <laughs> My <laughs> God. The grandma might have been the best character from this entire movie. Oh, uh, the grandma and then like the the stepmom or something, the dad's girlfriend or the lady with the insane hair. Sue? Sue. She was also fantastic. Do you, do you have a scene, Gary, that jumps out to you in this movie as like your favorite scene? Uh, favorite? Um. <laughs> favorite or, or, or the most memorable scene. Let's go best or worst scene for you. Best or worst. I, it was weird, but I liked it uh, looking back at the old wedding videos and seeing like how much she had changed and how much she was absorbed by everybody else. I don't know if that's my favorite or least favorite, but I like the way it was done. Um, like and her dragging the kid down the aisle and dragging, she's running away. That's, a, that's a good the one. Kid <laughs> having the uh, having the uh, Grateful Dead trampoline, which was <laughs> yeah. neat. Like somebody made that. Somebody like somebody got a props order list to make a Grateful Dead trampoline for this movie, and it's for like two seconds of the film. Um, so probably that I can't, I can't really remember anything else that I was like, oh my God, um, blown away by, but I, I like the way that was done in the fact that the tape was numbered, uh, like it had her name and then said one comma two comma three. And I'm just like, wow, right. this is, 
this whole thing is really messed up. Like the way that yep. they're they're treating her and stuff like that. Like couldn't even put it on three different tapes. It was just the, her saga. Yeah, they just filmed right. They filmed over the pre. Like they just continued from the previous <laughs> one. Like eh, it was a, it was a short wedding for the first couple. So it's just keep adding on to the end of it. Yeah, it makes me laugh though. Thinking the the kid who got dragged down the aisle. There was like one scene in the movie where like the kids are like afraid to go near Julia Roberts character, which is again weird because it's this divisive, like either you love her or you don't. And they're like, Oh, the kids don't go near her because she dragged that kid down the aisle that one time. And I'm just like, is this, is she like a witch? And like, there's like <laughs> night stories of like, don't go near that woman. She dragged a kid down she the dragged aisle. Like, a who, kid down. How is she this nightmare creature from this one moment in life where she like, dragged a kid down an aisle for a couple feet and like he was probably fine but like everybody but everybody in town knows her and everybody like utilizes her handy woman services right and i'm just like just please pick a lane but yeah the kid uh i think that'd be fun to film just getting <laughs> drug on a carpet <laughs> by julia roberts uh now or then i don't know whatever uh Haley, what is this <laughs> favorite or least favorite uh film moment uh, my favorite scene is where she's about to marry Richard Gere. Spoiler, I guess again. <laughs> she's about to marry Richard Gere for the first time. And she's like in the basement of the church and she's like super nervous and like waving under her armpits to try to like prevent herself from sweating. And she's just blowing bubbles. And Joan Cusack is talking about the geese that flew in a V and like V's for victory and all these ridiculous things that they're talking about. That is probably my favorite part. And I like that for, it seems like for this, this wedding, like you can tell she's actually like into it. Yeah. yeah. She's excited. On, on that yeah. note, uh, one of my other kind of favorite small moments was when she's running down, it's just like a flyby line. She's like, the next person to come down the stairs has a bunch of candy. And like the kids, yeah. like they're having Sunday school on the day of a wedding, which is like, what? Yeah. Um, and they just all attack them. I thought that was really funny. Um, they were probably going to cancel Sunday school. And then they were like, eh, it's one of Maggie's weddings. Like, yeah, it'll be over soon, right? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Speaking of transitions, let's go with uh, rating and our drink of choice. Haley, let's go with you first. Uh, what is your rating on the wine scale? Uh, and then what is your drink of choice to pair with this movie? Okay, I think my rating for this movie is going to be a 67. And my wine that I would pair this with is a Cab Sav because uh, it's often uh, described as multidimensional. And I think we kind of see that with Julia Roberts's character constantly changing her personality to fit the different men. That's probably the most insightful reasoning uh, we've ever <laughs> had on this show. A six, I like how you're like 67. It's got to be 67. 67. Yeah, that's and it. Clearly. I don't know how you guys could choose anything else. <laughs> well, Gary, what are you going to choose for your rating? I'll go 65. Um, yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan. You know, I love rom-coms. I love Gary Marshall. Um, I love his work. Uh, usually this just didn't, it like had all the great pieces. Maybe it was the script. Maybe it was the slow pacing. Uh, it just didn't 
didn't do it for me. Um, I, for, uh, for my drink of choice, from Birthday Cake Vineyards, which is a real thing, um, it is a New York-based company, I will, I will choose cake-flavored wine because of how many uh, weddings she has and the fact that her dad goes, well, we learned you can freeze a cake. Um, so <laughs> birthday or cake, cake wine, not specifically birthday, but cake wine, uh, and a 65. Zach. There is one scene that I think wraps up my entire opinion on this movie. And it's the PE scene while they're outside. It has this like long shot pan of like kids playing sports in a field. So there's football going on in the middle of the field. Kids are shooting at a soccer goal in the foreground they're also kicking field goals at the same goal. There's track people who are running in front of all of them. Literally, they're kicking sh- like shots at the goal and people are like running between where they're kicking it. Like, there's just so much chaos going on in this one scene. I'm like, who who chose this? You could have just had football. Like, you didn't need to do this. Um, and so that that's I'm sorry, Emily. That's kind of how I feel about the movie. Like, there's just wasn't a purpose to a lot of things. And it's not my it's not my speed. It really isn't. I think that Julia Roberts is great. I think all of these actors are phenomenal. I just think that the movie in and of itself wasn't what I was hoping for um, in a 1999 rom-com, I guess. I'm going to give it a 42. I'm going to give it really low. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. In terms of p- comparing it to a wine, I- I'd give it a nice, like a dry champagne, like a nice celebratory pop it open you're like yeah we've got champagne but then be like it's not really that tasty it was just for the effect of the bubbles um so that's kind of what i would compare it to kind of like this movie absolutely again i'm sorry (laughs) do you know that richard gear is 20 years older than uh julia roberts yeah that is a bit disturbing once you know that after it's probably worse than pretty woman though Uh, she was like 21 so he would have been yeah (laughs) well yeah and he would have been like what 41 42 when she was 21 you'd be her father i mean nothing wrong with the age gap but that's a little crazy um he's he's a you know like you said he's a silver fox uh so what do we have on tap let's let's roll that proverbial wheel Uh, so next up, we have 2018's Psychological Horror Slash Drama by Ari Aster. Am I say that uh, name right? Uh, and it is Hereditary. I have seen this movie. I love this movie. I've been wanting to revisit this movie. Color me excited. So grab your telephone poles. And your creepy dollhouse. And your stairs up into your treehouse. And meet me on Hulu. <laughs> on the side of the road again? <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was awful. Thank you, Haley. Yes, thank you so much, Haley. This has been Cinema Sommelier, where we taste test movies. Come back and join us maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so.